There was um, an aspect of um, dukkha that I didn't mention yesterday. Actually, there's several aspects of dukkha <laughs> that I didn't have the joy of mentioning. <laughs> um, but um, one of them, I think, is... Um, you know, um, one of the way that being a human is, uh, has something poignant to it is the fact that um, our actions not only have a, um, you know impact and consequences on our own lives, but that they have uh, impact uh, and consequences on others, other others' life. For sure, the people around us, our family, uh, the people we live with but also people that uh, we don't know, we've never met. Uh, we live at the opposite side of the planet from us. So the way that uh, we live, uh, maybe as consumers, for example, uh, makes us intimately related uh, to others' uh, well-being or suffering. And so that's pretty poignant, no? To think that you're here in Sutton and that uh, what you do is having, a, in a way, a direct uh, impact or influence on somebody's life who lives uh, very, very far away. You know, as we all decide that we want to eat quinoa, something is perturbed at the other end of the planet because... You know, people in the north want quinoa now. Or now they want avocado. <laughs> and so now suddenly, whoops, all systems are perturbed by uh, the desires of people in the north. It's very poignant to think that um, the choices we're making, the way we live now, uh, has an impact on those who are not born yet. Not only do, do we not know them, but they don't even exist yet. So this is a very powerful, I think, uh, expression of dukkha. The fact that we can't live freely in a way where maybe we would be impacted by our own decision, but others wouldn't. So everything we do, is uh, we're tied up together in this thing. And so that's... Uh, that's, that brings a really big sense of responsibility that can be um, easily overwhelming if not uh, held uh, well. So, and so the practice that we do here is, I think, of becoming more and more conscious is to alleviate that kind of uh, suffering also. And... Uh, the whole of the teaching of the Buddha turns around only this. Huh? When often the Buddha would say that, would say, "What I teach is only about suffering and the end of suffering." And so here we check the inner suffering, how uh, we relate to difficulties, how we create suffering in our own minds. But it goes way beyond this, because doing the practice we do here uh, is meant to make us uh, more aware of the people around us, 
those directly around us, those far away from us, and those to come. And so, uh, in this way, it's a very, very uh, uh, responsible thing to do as a citizen. And uh, I don't know if you uh, happen to know Joanna Macy. Joanna Macy is a, uh, an, an elder, an activist. She's an American, um, um, you know, earth activist. I'll, I'll say it like this, for lack of a better word. She's well in her 90s, I think, uh, now. And, uh, you know, she was active... Uh, after Chernobyl, uh, you know, and she did many, many things, but uh, one of the things that I know she, she's done is, you know, go around the planet and organize, um, um, I'll say it in my words here, like um, popular courts to look at what happened uh, here and there with um, you know, uh, nuclear stuff or uh, or um, deforestation or so many things. And uh, she's a Buddhist scholar. She's a Buddhist teacher. She's a very inspiring person. And the f- frame of um, of reference, she works a lot in uh, system theory, and um, and uh, she um, also. She, she's part of um, a way of thinking. Uh, I put all these very humbly in my words, but I, I, I think it's important to do it, even if I don't have the exact words she would use. But she talks about uh, the great turning. The great turning is going from um, uh, industrial growth society to a life-sustaining society. The great turning and we don't know if the great turning is going to happen or not. But uh, her and people who think like her say that there's three things that are needed for the great turning. So for the great turning, you need to hold actions against what is not working. Say no. You know, Tie yourself to a tree, to a fence, walk or sit or lay down all the postures that the Buddha talked about that we can do in mindfulness. You know? And as you know, today, there are some people doing this. Huh? In Montreal, there's the great uh, Friday school strike for climate, I'll put it in my words again. And there's a really big gathering in Montreal of people walking, doing like we did. These old practices of walking intentionally, not going anywhere but as a statement to express something, care. And uh, so Joanna Macy says, there has to be actions to stop what doesn't work, what is causing suffering to us and others. There has to be the creation of new forms of being together, of uh, uh, producing food, of... uh, Etc., so that we can uh, go towards this sustainability that we talk so much these days about. And she said, there's another third thing that needs to happen. If one of them is not there, it's not going to work. And the third thing is spiritual practice. 
an inner practice to open the heart, open the mind, open the consciousness, open perception, so that we see things differently, not from the point of view of a little isolated being, but become aware uh, that we're all in this together, expand our sense of uh, maybe time. There's work that they call deep time, maybe you know about this better than me. But deep time, I would say, uh, in my words again, is going from a view of time that is a, a consumer view of time. I have 80 years to consume stuff. <laughs> That's a particular view of time. You know, the time that counts is the time that I become a consumer around 15, <laughs> 14, up until I'm no good in terms of consuming anymore. You know? And this is the time that is considered, seen, felt as real, uh, you know, valued, uh, experienced, and going from this to deep time. You know, like in other traditions, seven generations, uh, etc. And uh, here we're invited to do this to expand a little bit our mind. Uh, you know, as the, at the beginning of the retreat, I was saying, yes, it's just us coming here from Monday to Friday, but it's also a lineage of people. You know, this is deep time. Whoops, at least not just, you know, retreat from Monday to Friday, or my five-day retreat. It's something a little bigger that is happening, you know, and a sense of responsibility. I need to hold this alive. People might need these practices later. So that's deep time. She plays, if I can uh, use that verb, also with notions of self. And we have also here, what is self? What is mine? What is I? What is not mine? And she, uh, uh, Joanna has a, a book that uh, the title is uh, Earth as Self, Earth as Lover. And so she plays with this notion of self. Why would the self be just this? This is a little arbitrary. Why would the self stop here? You know, oh no, it doesn't stop here. It includes this. This is mine. That's self also. This is self. This is self. <laughs> and maybe this is self. This is my retreat. <laughs> you know? So we can see that the notion of self you know, is uh, pliable. Huh? Because like, uh, now you're sitting on this cushion. Is it yours? It's your cushion during the retreat. But if tonight, knock on your door, you open, Pascal is there. You're like, Pascal? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, you forgot your cushion. You say, no, this is not mine. This is a cushion. You know, so it's your cushion. Suddenly it's not your cushion anymore. You know what? You know? Cut your hair, lose a teeth, cut your finger, your fingernails, drop it there, and then I, hey, your finger, oh, what? <laughs> it's a hair in my soup. <laughs> you know? So this notion is very, very, very pliable, and we might not be aware of this until we stop and pay attention to this. So Joanna Macy, she said, oh, it's pliable, let's expand it. Earth as self. That's interesting. Huh? It's 
So that's the spiritual work. That's the third part, you know, holding action against what's not working, creating new forms, doing spiritual work to alter our perceptions in a way that we can alter our actions also. Or, you know, when she talks to activists, she says, when you're talking, don't talk from your small self. It's too small. Talk, you're the earth. You have billions of years. You're big. So when you speak, this is where you speak from. This is the self that speaks. That's the voice of the earth. So you see the... This is interesting, no? How... For myself, I think that doing the work that we do here is very important work uh, to be a good citizen, to actually learn how to develop uh, calm and curiosity to dif- and bring it to difficult situations such as uh, you know the climate change and what's happening with our environment, our home, our self. So to be able to bring composure, honesty, uh, is probably a better uh, contribution than bringing uh, anxiety, hatred, uh, inner collapsing, you know, all these possibilities. Uh, I think there's more. It's more sustainable to engage in uh, uh, difficulties with these energy energies. They're not hard. They're not easy. Sorry to uh, to uh, you know cultivate to the point where they actually show up when there's uh, <coughs> stress. But it's totally possible also. So the poignancy uh, of the fact that we're all related and related to those who will come and the recognition that the practices we're doing here are essential parts of, uh, of um, transforming uh, the planet or certainly the human beings how they are on this planet. Uh, so essential work. So that's certainly one way of seeing what we're doing. And I'm thinking of another teacher who was saying, you know, if your spiritual practice is just about inner life, you know, this is kindergarten. It goes much further than this, you know, much further than uh, inner little self-well-being. You know. it's, uh, spiritual practice is uh, political. It's uh, it's around justice. It's uh, 
you know, it's wide. So maybe we sit together a little bit here. Uh, and we could sit in a way uh, as our f- uh, friends uh, are walking, in the same way that they're walking. We can do a sit-in here this morning for the planet and for our own, uh, you know, uh, tenderness towards it. And uh, Nadia, who's so generous, uh, also uh, has uh, last night, while everybody was sleeping, uh, made a sign which reads Friday for future uh, TNI, no, I think you wrote through North Insight. And so later this afternoon at the end of the retreat, those who want will uh, sit somewhere uh, and uh, put the sign and make a picture. And we can share this on social media saying we were there. We were not there, there in the walk, but we were... uh, uh, there, you know, practicing uh, in our way, own way. Okay. And actually, this came from a, this was an idea from a retreatant who was not able to come to the retreat at the last minute. But it's somebody who said, "Hey, we should make a, a sign." And uh, and uh, I don't know if the organizer of the march of the of the walk who said, you know, like that's something you could do if you can't come. Take a picture of yourself, you know, saying that you're supporting what's happening. So voila, feel free to participate later if you want or not. And, um, and uh, you know, in the spirit of Joanna Macy, um, maybe I'll guide a meditation that uh, I've heard her do. And, uh, and uh, so it comes from, inspired by her, one of her meditations guidance. I invite you to feel the body, always the first foundation of mindfulness. Discover that there's a sensitivity in the system here. Dependent on air, on earth, on water and food. Linked to those who work in fields. Grow and harvest, transport. pack, cook. Everything we're experiencing here now, every sensation, mind state, depends on the, the contribution of many, many people. Some abuse of this, some are abused by this.
we sit here and aware that uh, our lives depend or is highly tied, linked to the life of others. As we did before, maybe we can feel inside ourselves the life for us, what's alive in there, what experiences the world, what is touched. This life force inside, we, uh, we want it to be well. <coughs> this is why we came here. We want the life inside here to be safe, and that ease. And this wish is beautiful, it's precious, it's vital. This wish for well-being. And you might think of uh, another being that you know, love, appreciate, that you live with, lives in you. Notice how you want that life also, that life force, to be safe and happy and well, healthy. You can take a moment to appreciate the beauty of that life, the unique expression, Qualities. Maybe you can name the person inwardly as you think or see them. And maybe somebody else, another being appears also that you know and care for. And you name this person internally. Take a moment to appreciate this life, wishing well to this being now. Maybe another one pops up, relative, neighbor, good friend. You recognize that life. Connecting with the natural wish you have for the safety of this being, too. And other beings appear. Maybe you think of people in this room or in your neighborhood, family members. They pop up. This life. Appreciation, wishes of safety. <coughs> it's almost like a gathering. People pop up in your mind. Those you've seen here or before coming to the retreat or a long time ago. You 
notice the fragility and the life force, the preciousness, the wishes for well-being. Even some people who are a little irritating for you these days might appear, even if it in the distance, and you recognize their sensitivity also. May you be well too. And acquaintances, people you see at the store, market, post office, people you don't even know, maybe groups of people start to appear as if we were in a vast field and people were gathering, people from this community and that community, from this area and that area. And that culture this culture I'm very far away and animals come silently to the gathering mammals four-legged winged ones jumping ones swimming ones and you appreciate the diversity the richness, the beauty the preciousness as if you were flying over this gathering, zooming out a bit and taking it in, this whole vast gathering, and zooming out as if you were a rocket or an astronaut, until you can take in the whole blue, white, green planet floating in space. this alive system of relationships see how you care for the well-being of this planet of this system how you want it to be safe and healthy in the whole cosmos 
well-being in all directions. invite you to see the planet again with care and zoom back in slowly at your own pace until you get over this continent and this province and this area here in the center in this room now you come just in front of the person you know the best the most in this room yourself sitting here and come in this being this heart beating Lungs, breathing, blood circulating inside this psyche, caringly, carefully. And let's stay attentive to this life here. Stay with this breathing body. This beating heart. Let's stay here in silence for a few minutes.
There is a little time here. Any uh, question, comments, nuances, objections? So, you know, I guess when you think about leadership and change happening from a top-down approach, without getting too political, I live in the U.S., and, you know, the people in power are questionable. And so, you know, in, in taking these practices when it comes to environmental or just even meta, um, how do you feel like we can do our part? And obviously we can all do our part, but, you know, when leadership is in opposition to that somewhat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, big question. Uh, and uh, th- what comes to mind for me is um, a few years ago, uh, who was the um, president of um, Greenpeace uh, a few years ago? Kumi. Anybody? Uh, anyway, this this really fantastic uh, man, South African, I think. Um, I um, I found myself on a conference call with him uh, and a few other um, Buddhist teachers, and. Um, and uh, that, when you said, you know, the, the changes coming from top down, it flashed through my mind because he was really, really clear. He was saying, change doesn't come from top down. This is a mistaken view. Uh, change comes from the bottom up, <laughs> you know. And he was even saying, uh, he was saying that in civil rights uh, movements, in any movements, that any change that has happened on this planet, it started with the people. And he was saying, and it's, uh, and, uh, it also like spiritual communities are always part of this. Dr. King, you know, had the faith uh, and uh, was bringing his people and his faith in his uh, fight for social justice. And uh, Gandhi had the spiritual practice and was bringing his practice. And, and, uh, uh, and so this man was saying, we can't actually do uh, what we need to do without the spiritual communities. Uh, and I thought this was very... Uh, inspiring and challenging uh, and uh, and a really good point he was making and uh, yeah um, I remember also being on retreat with uh, one um, uh, you know state general attorney I don't know exactly the very well the American uh, but uh, this person was there at um, a retreat and was saying that uh, also confirming that change always happened from the people. So the people will call his office, call, call his office, and then an investigation will start. You know, but it happens from people demanding stuff. And uh, so, uh, so voila. That's one maybe part of the answer. I, I uh, was it while we were here that? Um, Greta 
Schoenberg was at the uh, UN, so while we were in silence, I, I think while we were in silence, you missed this, but she spoke uh, uh, one day at the, and she was very charged. And, uh, you know, the, I was very impressed by her speech, and she was very, very charged, and she was uh, saying, talking to the top people there, and she was saying, how dare you? And she said, how dare you? A, a number of times. With, you know, like, uh, uh, she was like, how dare you? You know, I'm supposed to be at school. Why am I here? How dare you do this? You know, and we're watching you. And if you don't show up, you know, we're not going to forgive you. You know, and she was very, very strong. And uh, so uh, uh, Nadia and I were aware of that, of that speech. And, uh, and I'm wondering what, uh, what it did to the psyches who watched this. You know, there was a... You know, it could do all kinds of things to psyches watching this. But my sense was like, I wouldn't be surprised this would be kind of give a good push in the butt, you know, kick in the butt <laughs> to a few people. <coughs> she was definitely the, the more mature person there, you know, and, and, uh, and she actually used that word. She said, uh, you're not mature enough to uh, see what's going on and, and take uh, action, you know. And she was like, she was definitely the parent in there. You know, uh, so, and she's not taught what she's becoming, but, you know, so. Um, I'm not sure how to say this, but if we answer with hate and rage and violence and the same thing those people are using, isn't that the same mm-hmm. How can we yeah. love and compassion instead of the same track? Maybe I'll let uh, Joanna Macy answer through my voice here today. <laughs> but I've certainly heard Joanna talk about um, a particular kind of anger that is, um, that is a passion for justice and that this voice can uh, come in sometimes strongly. And kindness... Actually, not to be mistaken, uh, that's a big kind of trap for spiritual people. That kindness as a look of softness and, uh, you know, uh, as a small voice. Because kindness and generosity, compassion, we talk sometimes about the sword of compassion, you know, that can cut through and wake up. And so there, and it's very delicate. So to do this, um, because this uh, anger not well held, can be hatred and it can be self-destructing. And so I hope she's well. You know, I truly hope she's well and I'm also concerned about that. But, uh, but I think that there's a way where one can actually have really, uh, you know, setting boundaries is a very difficult and important spiritual practice. Saying no, you know. We could think uh, being spiritual is saying yes to everything, <laughs> you know, but it's not so. And so that's delicate work. So the inner work that we do um, through these practices, I, I, the way I understand it, is that we'll be able to, um, uh, in, uh, in anger, in, in the charge, you know, and when we feel charged, that we'll be able to um, go and get kind of the gold out of this 
the intelligence, the energy, because there's a lot of en energy and intelligence that can be there, but easily comes uh, abuse, uh, lack of respect, uh, etc. So to actually be able to feel something very, very strongly and uh, not have it fall into hatred or abuse or lack of respect or consideration for another human being is not easy. And we don't also, we want also all have the same ways to go about, uh, you know, the actions that we'll, 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 we'll do. You know? So, uh, yeah, that's maybe... Yeah, the middle path. But the middle path is certainly not the path of, um, you know, yeah, it, it would be very easy to think, oh, you're Buddhist, you just accept things, and you know, like, which would be like very, like, um, amorphous or, you know, passive, and certainly not the right response, you know, certainly not wise. So, uh, so, and here, you know, that's one person speaking, so I, I don't want that, you know, you, it's important for you to consider what is said and, and do what you see fit with it. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.